Hey y'all, it's your girl Marie, the spiritual homegirl. It's a spirit over me right now. It's the spirit of profanity. So I'm going to, I'm very relaxed and I'm very calm, but I might not be this way 100% during the podcast episode. So I want to give you 10 seconds before we get into some things to get you some headphones and to get me out of earshot within any distance of an elder or a child because I don't like potentially cursing in front of children and elders. So I'm going to give you some time to get some headphones. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's motherfucking get it. So basically, let's do the usual note of gratitude because I got some things to say. Thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so. And I hella appreciate that. Today is Friday, March 25th, day six of Aries season. And apparently, um, I've ruffled some feathers. This is not a call out episode. This is not where I shame people and do all the messy shit. No, but I would like to discuss some of the logics that make what I do as spiritual homegirl confirmation. And also what makes the career choice that I decided to choose, which is mental health work confirmation. Again, I'm very honored to be in a position to serve and protect and help bring awareness to folks um, that might be in situations that are unfavorable so that they can get the confidence and clarity to do better. Today is also the day where I launched my Inner Peace Posse um, self-development membership. I'm really excited because um, it's the antithesis of what we deal with on social media. And it's unfortunate because even with what I'm about to say today, that is why I wanted to create the app and the community. The reason why I keep calling it an app because it, it has its own app, but um, if it, it's just optional. But um, but yeah, it's an online community. But the reason why I wanted to create the community is because I was seeing too much unwanted chatter on social media. And unfortunately, yesterday I made a post about Melly, the artist Melly, and how she was talking about how a man that she had um, dated once they broke up, um, she was demanding. I guess he said he wanted the gifts back, the gifts he gave her, he wanted back. And I just saw a lot of negativity in the comments, a lot of victim shaming, a lot of victim questioning. And that is why I created the community, because people need a break from that. People say, oh, if you want your profile to be private, just make it private. Like, I I get it, but no. I feel like at some point, you know, you really can't dictate everything you see on your feed. You can't. Even if you go private, you still see stuff based on um, algorithmic suggestions. So that's not possible. Um, I just am tired of the quote-unquote dialogue that's kind of rooted in maliciousness um i just don't like that and i know this is my platform is a public one i don't feel like going private right now i don't um so that means unfortunately and i keep it a thousand followers don't automatically equal supporters don't automatically equal aligned people let's really keep that a stack just because i got seventeen thousand followers on instagram don't mean that every single one of them are aligned Some of them are haters. Some of them hate watch me. Some of them are copycats. Some are burner accounts from people I blocked. Some are burner accounts of blue check people that can't admit that they engage with my shit. We're going to talk about that another time too. But, um, and again, I love, I love the blue check folks. 
that do support. But I've seen some malicious blue checks too. Some married men in my DMs that don't fucking like no pictures, but oh, I love your stuff. No, you love your wife. Get out of my DMs. <laughs> or influencers that don't want to make their follower count be more than 999. So they show love privately. And my thing is, love me publicly. Like, I'm not going to get no clout off of you like that. Like, but don't come into my DMs and, you know, we don't follow each other and you're wanting to collab with me and you don't even support what I do on the bare minimum. Engagement is a mug on that app. You can't like nothing, but you want to collab, which is really more, man, there's been some genuine blue checks. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all. Y'all cool. But it's been some weirdos as well. But I mean, that goes both ways before I get distracted though. But I did a post about Melly and um her her ex and i said that it can be financial um abuse you and i mean it's not that it can it is it's textbook it's textbook financial abuse i did an episode on the podcast about a year ago that talked about domestic violence and this is definitely textbook abuse power and control because you don't get what you want out of a woman she don't want to be with you no more now you want everything back you've given her which means that you never gave the gift under pure intentions you gave the gift under an expectation i don't know what's so hard about comprehending that if you're giving gifts out of expectation then your your pureness doesn't exist with that gift it was given with condition so i'm not sure why that was a point to be debated but again it goes back to the behavior of again not gender specific but the behavior of if you give with an expectation or you do something with an expectation and it's transactional like knowingly transactional then don't give it, especially if you're going to ask for it back. You give with the pureness and kindness of your heart, not because you want some shit back. Now, there's some situations where some people have relationships with their family, friends, lovers, and, you know, people just do that. They go to the mall, they go buy some clothes, they buy their boo some clothes, or they buy their mama some clothes, or they buy their homegirl some clothes. And, you know, and, and then at the next time, if they go to the mall, the other person, then they just go buy something. I mean, that can go both ways depending on the dynamic of the relationship. That's okay. But in terms of just saying, oh, I'm going to get this person this because I love them. And then it's like, oh, you don't want me no more? Well, fuck it. Give it back. That's abuse. It was given under a condition that you love me. If you're going to give gifts that way, don't give no motherfucking gifts, man. If that's how you're giving gifts in the 2022, don't give no gifts. Because the course is going, they're not going to side with you, number one. If you bully somebody to get it back, you're going to risk your freedom, number two. Just don't give it. Just don't give it. And me and a person in the comments talked about that. He was like, men should stop gifting whipping. My thing is, I'm like, look, if anybody's giving out of that lens, they shouldn't give gifts at all. And he said, you know what? You right. He was like, you know, I love your followers. They're in tune. They sharing their, their situations and their experiences. And some people, you know, they give love, wanting love back. They actually had, they had a cool situation in the comments where they had their opinion and it was like you know it comes from a context of xyz i like when those comments happen because that shows that there's understanding and perspective being shared which is why i like doing spiritual homegirl but then we have some aggressive shit that i trigger with people with spiritual homegirl that is counterproductive to my mission and i've learned that i don't really want to have the capacity to address any and every aggressive type of person what i've decided to do nowadays is rather than engage and you know and shit like that i mean could i use the promotion 
eh, I don't know. Because, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not really selling anything to, to Instagram at this time. Um, the membership, the Inner Peace Posse membership that I'm doing that launches today, that's really for text and email only. So that's not anything I'm publicly promoting at this time. Um, but I still, I, I don't have the, it's not that I don't have, I just won't actually. I don't have the capacity to engage folks at this time. It's a new season, new year, new era. Um, my energy is on extra exclusive. I just don't have time to engage with folks, even if it is for shameless self-promotion. Like I just not right now. It's not in me. I might change my mind come May 1st. I might change my mind come June 1st. I don't know. But I'm just I'm mentally, spiritually, mostly, I ain't got it. I don't want to I don't want to make space for that. I'll make space for shit I got going on. I'll make space for people that are aligned. I'll make space for the inner peace posse, which is what I did. I'll make space for more podcast episodes, which is what I'm doing. I'll make space for more published works, which I'm doing. So, you know, I'll make more space for protection, which I've done. I just don't have the space to engage. I don't want, I just don't, it's not worthy. Flat out. It's not like I'm exalting. It's just that my energy is very, very, I'm stingy. I don't want to give that my energy. It's not worth it. So um, what I did see was a lot of victim shaming in my comments. Not really wanting to understand their perspective. It was just more so trying to figure out what that person contributed to their own abuse. And that is not cool at all. So I'm saying this. Financial abuse is not gender specific. If people would just do a little bit of research, they know that. Research, okay? Research is our best friend. Google is our friend. Google is paid for with your internet subscription or your phone plan. So Google is not hard to find answers on things that we don't really have 100% clarity on. And I've seen comments that were trying to say that women need to be condemning women for these behaviors, like financially abusing men using their children. Now, let's be clear. That's definitely financial abuse. That is. But that's not the topic. We're talking about financial abuse, period. Now, what I noticed about Instagram and, and post and comprehension, and I'm saying this respectfully, is that and I, it's not even just with this post. It's just in general. My posts, other people's posts, people look at the, the content, the photo, the video, and they respond based on that. They don't look at the caption to connect the two. Or they look at the caption and they look at the content and they don't respond from what the content and the caption is addressing, they respond from their own experience. I said on my podcast that there are two traps that are damaging us in this in this society. Lack of comprehension and cognitive dissonance are two of them. That is what I saw in my post. Financial abuse is very, very much so evidence-based. It is very much so research-based. It is very much factual. There is no debating what abuse is. The bottom line with abuse is it comes from a place of power and control. If you are doing anything from a place of willful power and control over another, that is abusive, regardless of gender. Now, a lot of studies show that women are usually the ones being most abused. But now we're seeing more issues in terms of um, more intersectionality from the LGBTQ standpoint, especially trans women. And we're also seeing more men speak up about being physically abused. So I just, I don't like when comments are framed in a gender versus gender context. 
I love men. I love black men. I've never had a overall negative experience with black men. I've never said black men was trash. We got some trash ass men that happen to be black. Absolutely. But the entire collective. No, I've had more overwhelmingly positive experiences with the black man compared to unfavorable. Even as recent as yesterday, one of my professors put me in the game on some cool shit. He's a black man. So I don't trash black men on my platform. The problem is that because black men are shitted on so much on social media, when women do something, they want that same energy from us. They want the yelling in the car. They want the cussing and shit. They want all the bullshit when it comes to holding women accountable. And I think the problem is you don't get to dictate how people are held accountable. Everybody has their own way of bringing things to light. And when people say that I don't hold women accountable, that's how I know they're not tapped in enough on me. You don't engage enough for me because if you knew, you would know. I've done plenty of content about women putting love spells on men, how that shit is out of pocket. And I haven't heard no man putting no love spell on no woman, but I know that that's gender neutral, but I've seen it from a woman's standpoint. So I said that I've also done lives talking about women stalking men. I had a homeboy who was stalked by somebody cross country that was out of pocket because she thought she was manifesting her man. I've spoken on that about how that's not what that is um, in terms of manifesting, stalking and manifesting, obsession and manifesting are not the same. I've said stuff about that. That was also gender specific. I've also talked about women not being no side piece and women not holding themselves accountable when it comes to trying to attract other people. Men, I've talked about that. The motherfucking problem is that y'all want me to call women bitches and hoes and y'all want me to shit on women the way that the social media world has shit on men. And I'm not bowing to that. I'm not. I'm not going to hold people accountable and bring shit to the surface the way everybody else want me to. No. At the end of the day, when men and women, especially in our community, can band together and talk to each other and hold each other accountable respectfully without questioning each other's experience, without wanting to intellectually masturbate over each other's shit, without wanting to get over on each other's shit, without wanting to find a way to find a flaw in each other's shit, then we could probably get some progress. But we too busy motherfucking arguing on the Internet. We hate to see it. (laughs) We hate to see it. Behavior is behavior. The behavior should be called out. Common sense. Okay, going back to common sense. Common sense should tell us if a woman is presenting a perspective based on her experience with a man, it could very well apply to a man that's going through it with a woman. It could also apply to a non-binary person going through it with a non-binary person, woman, a man. It could be also framed in a hetero lens or a queer or LGBTQIA. It could be any lens because it's a behavior. It's just that if we're speaking to it from experience, that is the lens of how that behavior is presented. That doesn't make it uh, end all be all. And I think people get triggered because of their own experiences with behaviors that they want to try to invalidate other people. And I saw a lot of invalidation in my comments and I thought about it. I said, should I respond? And I said, no, because in my caption of the original post, I said, if you disagree, comment so I can show people what an abuser looks like. Why engage? If you feel that bold, 
not wanting to research financial abuse, feeling free to respond the way you respond. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not going to, this is not the part where a spiritual hunger, oh, she got his ass. No, I'm in the season of letting people just show themselves. And I prayed for everybody to have proper discernment when it comes to seeing certain things so they can make their own call with a clear, sound, logical mind. Where they can put their experience in their hands. Take it out of their brain, put it in their hand and look at something from a more objective point of view. That is my wish and my hope for you. That is my wish and my hope for myself. Now, there were some points that were made that I would like to address. Accountability and discernment. That was a good point. We do need accountability and discernment. But at the same time, abuse is literal trauma. You cannot expect people to have discernment when their brain has not been fucked with. Trauma literally rewires the brain and damages the cells to where what used to be normal is replaced by a new normal, which is abuse. And when your new normal is abuse, the corrective action, which seems more healthy, might be a better option. But because the normal is all they know, it may take longer for them to get out. So what I'm supposed to say, you should have known better. No, abusive relationships do not start that way. It is a grooming process most times. Again, factual, evidence-based. Most times it is a grooming, slow, gradual process that is done. Then by the time you realize something is off, it is too late. The trauma has already happened. The damage has been done. And now there's feelings of intimidation, feelings of abuse, especially with a system that don't really get involved with domestic affairs whether man or woman, law enforcement fails a lot when it comes to that. I have had clients that have had issues with law enforcement multiple times with enforcing stuff with abusive partners. And that's not gender specific either. So it's really interesting um, how we choose to frame different things. I don't like to victim shame. I mean, abusers abuse. That's a choice or sickness. Either way it goes, it is something that is done willfully. And rather than say what happened in the abuser's life that made him, her or them get to a place where all they know is how to abuse others. What made the abuser in his, her or their life realize that love was transactional and had to be um, rooted in power, control, and manipulation. Rather than hold that accountable, we hold the person that they abused accountable. How did you not know? I mean, didn't you realize at some point that he was? Some people don't. They they don't. Abuse is not that clear cut. It is psychological in nature. Just like addiction. Quick sidebar. Oh, addiction's a choice. Addiction's a choice. Says who? Says you, that's an opinion. Fact is, addiction hijacks the brain. Neurologically speaking, they're sick. If they decide to quit cold turkey, good for them. Because neurologically speaking, that really ain't gonna happen like that for most people. So my problem is this. My problem is as people speak on this shit and don't have no proper educational context, Their facts and their standing points and their argumentative points are usually rooted in opinion and belief and not facts. 
I highly encourage folks to start researching neurobiology when it comes to certain things. Because some of this stuff wouldn't be said if people just did the fucking research. All you got to do is go to the domestic violence hotline and go get you some information. Go look up Google Scholar. Google Scholar is free. There's evidence-based research on domestic violence for different populations. That's not even gender-specific or even sexuality-specific. It ain't always men versus women. The problem is that people are hurt because of the shit they see on social media and they want you to dictate or they want to dictate how you react and how you respond and how you address based on what they've seen. I just don't understand, like, where do we, at some point, we have to get the logic back. And I'm not saying this in a mean way, but, like, emotional responses is whooping our ass as well. It's okay to pause before responding. It's okay to look up some stuff before responding. I purposely didn't put the names of people on this podcast because it's not a call-out episode in terms of beef with people. That's not it. But I'm just saying that this these types of exchanges, they should not be happening. We should all want to be more informed on what things are before speaking on them. We should want to be more informed on speaking on things before invalidating someone's experience. One thing I will say, I can never invalidate someone's experience. I didn't live that. I wasn't there. I will never have the depth, range, or proper first-person context to feel so emboldened To tell someone what their experience was as if I know better than them. And maybe that's my training coming in, but I just, I'm just not, I'm not with that. I'm more of a place of let's get some understanding. Now, if it comes to a situation that you had an experience and you have a bold statement and I disagree, then we can talk about that. But in terms of me trying to say that their experience is not what it is, when the facts in the black and white say that's what it is, that's not cool. I can't sit there and tell somebody based on the textbook definition of financial abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse. If the if the literal example and definition is right there in front of me and someone tells me their experience correlates to that same definition. What the what the fuck do I look like being like, nah, that's not it. That's not it. No, that's what it is. This definition is based on that. That's exactly what it is. It's textbook classic abuse. To see the black and white and to invalidate the person knowing the black and white exists, that's cognitive dissonance. You know the fact is there. And I'm not saying you as in the person. I'm just saying in general because I see it happen a lot on various posts, not just mine. And it's on various things outside of abuse. If the factual information is right there that says X, Y, Z. And someone says something that corroborates X, Y, Z or says that their opinion or, or fact or belief is based on the evidence. It's the emotional part of this that makes it hard for people to get understanding, because even with the facts supporting what they're saying, we don't want to believe it. Why is that? At some point, we have to sit with ourselves and say, instead of holding everybody accountable, I probably need to hold myself accountable. And figure out why I view things the way I view them. Is this really from a factual lens or is it from a lens that is not considerate of information or in people's experiences? Am I disregarding other people's experiences based on my experience? At some point, we have to sit with ourselves on this.
Because arguing people's experience and not really doing proper research is a pointless argument. We're going to always be behind and we're going to always be unprepared to discuss it. I think people are just, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of layered stuff. People will say, oh, well, men pay a hundred percent of stuff for women and, and women take half. That is true for some, not true for all. It's not facts for all. I've seen situations, like I said, where women have tried to take men to court over and over and over for more child support. And the judge got tired of their shit and said, hey, we going to do, we going to do it like this. Not only am I not going to increase your child support, I'm going to give it to zero. And not only am I going to put your child support to zero, I'm going to take the kids at your custody and put them to the father because you're playing games. I've seen that happen. I've seen situations where women have signed prenups and want to challenge the prenup because they want more money. I've seen women lie and try to say they signed prenups under duress to try to get more money. I've seen that. I've seen it. Um, if there was a post that went viral that I wanted to comment on, I would share it. I haven't seen it yet. If I see it, I'll address it. But again, it goes back to the problem of because men get shitted on so much in social media that they want the same energy for women, not realizing that one of the most viral figures on the Internet today shits on women every fucking day. And that's Kevin Samuels. There's an entire manosphere sub genre of YouTube. That gets tens of millions of views a fucking week shitting on women, saying that women are not deserving, women are not valuable, women that got children ain't shit and ain't worthy of having a uh, husband, women that supposedly have a quote unquote high body count ain't shit, black women are bitches, dark skinned women ain't shit. Like, there's a lot of shit I see. I, I see that a lot. So it's really like, you know, I be tapped into a lot of stuff whether I like it or not. Why? Because the algorithm shows me certain stuff or there's viral content and reactions to some of the stuff that they see in their algorithm. So I'm like, this is not a shit contest of we shit on men and we shit on women the same. That's not accountability. That is not accountability. Accountability is actually holding the behaviors responsible. Correcting the behavior, atonement for the behavior, not yelling on people on fucking social media, not yelling in a camera. Or yelling in a microphone about genders. That is not accountability. That's not. Effort. Change behavior. That is how people atone. That is how we make progress. Like I'm just, I'm just over this shit. I'm over it. I'm so over it. The gender wars make me sick. I ain't never signed up for that. I love me some black men. I crack your uncle jokes all the time. Your uncle, your uncle, your uncle. I mean that. I'm never going to shit on black men as a whole, but I will shit on weak ass behaviors. If it happens to be from a lens where I experienced it from a black man, it'll be that. If it happens to be from a lens that's different, I'll say that. I said it plenty of times. In different experiences. Doesn't mean that it's gender exclusive. It just means that's from the lens of which I experienced it. Why is it so hard for everybody to get? Seriously, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how people can be so rooted in their beliefs to where they don't want to hear shit else other than what they want. That's entitlement to me. Fuck the entitlement for women that supposedly want men to pay for dinner and shit like that. That's small shit. We talk about the entitlement of how people should be addressed. 
the entitlement to dictate how people's experiences can be validated or not. That's a deeper problem in our community. Man, between the J. Edgar Hoover shit, between the goddamn intergenerational trauma we dealt with, the black community getting they ass whipped. They are. We are. And at some point, we got to figure out how we going to navigate. Harriet couldn't save them all. And I'm realizing that the unification shit, that's cute in theory, but not in practice. Everybody's going to have different ideologies, and that's okay. And what I'm telling you all is, outside of this post and outside of this context, if people don't align, they just don't align. It's okay to still stand your ground. And it's okay to build with people that are on the same wavelength as you. It's okay. Now, some of y'all might have some problematic ass ideals and some of y'all might link up with some problematic ass people. And that's cool. Y'all just be a problematic ass crew. That's your family. That's your tribe. That's fine. Y'all are aligned. (laughs) Clearly. For better or for worse. And then there are some that are aligned in different ways. that are a little bit more uh, healthier. So, you know, it's just alignment is key. And going back to the post, abuse is abuse. And I would like people to self-check whether folks are being abused or not. There was a woman who made a really, really good comment. One of my favorite comments about how she said her grandmother was abusive. And that was poignant to me because abuse starts in the home for a lot of people as well. To me, now this is my opinion here. I think familial abuse is worse out of all of them because we get a lot of our standards and programming from the home. So if we're six years old, seven years old, being financially manipulated by our family, then that means that we will accept that more than likely in our romantic relationships because that has been the standard set at home. So by the time an abuser gets to you, you already prime. You prime for the taking. You prime for the abusing because you already you used to it. That's the standard. The standard is to be financially manipulated. And that goes for a lot of other types of abuse as well. But I was glad that she brought that up because financial abuse is not always romantic. Again, going back to not always not having a gender specific lens. It's not always a romantic specific lens either. Sometimes financial abuse is that person, that relative that asks you for money, knowing that you have a problem saying no. They know you weak. And you got a kind and caring heart and that you may have trouble saying no because your boundary is not strong. They know that. And they keep asking your ass. That's abusive because it's a power and control thing. They know that you're not going to stand up. So they're going to keep asking your ass because you're going to keep giving it to them and saying yes. That's abusive. That's not debatable. That's fact. Go research it. I'm tired of telling people shit. At this point, we got to do our own research. An elder told me, I forgot who said it. I forgot the person who said it, but the elder told me, if you want to hide something, read a book or put it in a book. It's facts. Or put it in a report, put it in an article, put it, put it somewhere where you actually got to do some work. We getting lazy as society, y'all. We are getting lazy as fuck. We want everything given to us. Drop the link, do this, that, and the other. Um, we want people to hand feed us information. And given the times that we're in now with so much different propaganda, that is dangerous. The minute we start putting ourselves in a position to be fed anything by people, we always have the ability to be poisoned. And that's not, that's not cool. Take that how you will. But I really wish that we would get to a place where we could 
do more research and be more well versed on topics that are very, very triggering. Because um, other than that, it just kind of sounds like we don't know what we'd be talking about. It just sounds like a lot of um, opinion, a lot of belief and not fact. I wish we would get to a place where we don't have to um, question everybody. I want to get to a place where it's not such a gender war place. And I'm realizing that the Internet may not be that way right now. It may not even happen in my lifetime. I saw a video from 1980. Was it 1986? No, 1981. It was from the 80s. Early 80s, if I remember correctly. And they questioned black men and black women on the street about how to unite black men and black women. And the same bullshit that I see on social media was happening 40 fucking years ago on film. So this topic ain't going to ever stop. It's not. But what I will encourage you to do as your homegirl that loves you is stop engaging in this bullshit. And if something triggers you before you engage others, you might need to sit with that first. I really invite people to sit and think about things and research things before responding. Because the emotional responses are telling. Again, because I have the training and things of that nature to kind of catch that before and after I went to school. Because my pops taught me. I'm going to keep it a thousand. My pops was like, you need to check your reactions. He's the one that taught me, like, you need to be careful with how you assessing your reactions. You need to be careful with the speed of which you react. So I'm a little different in how I operate. Not saying I'm better or worse. I'm just saying I can peep it much easier in others. And I can also catch myself. And I just want people to do the same. I know I normally don't say I want y'all to think like me, but I'm going to keep it a thousand. The, this type of process in terms of how I do my emotions and my responses in terms of the pausing and things of that nature, it has changed my life. It has saved me from drama. It has saved me from dealing with folks and situations that are un, that are not aligned, that are harmful. It is I've avoided so much wasted energy by just simply checking what I re, what I was reacting to, the place of what I was reacting to, or just simply doing more research, or even saying, you know what, this shit ain't even worth my energy. I've avoided a lot of wasted energy, and I'm inviting everybody to do like me. I'm not going for it. Because at this point, the energy with the times we're in, we deserve to put our energy towards something that's way more important. Remember, I wasn't always this way, but I had to get taught and I had to realize that I needed to do better. And I'm challenging everybody to please raise their standard with how they engage with folks and how they engage themselves. Because them comments was problematic as fuck. I invite everybody to read a fucking book. I invite everybody to do some research. I invite everybody to do some Google. I invite everybody to stand corrected when they're wrong. I've even had to stand corrected when I'm wrong. Like I'm, I'm, I'd be wrong too. Like what? Like we all are humans and we're all not going to get it right a hundred percent, but the ability to stand corrected is important. And I want people to feel empowered in sharing their experiences. And I want people to stop before questioning those experiences and really take in that experience as that's not yours. So don't look at it from your experience. Listen to understand and not to respond. I want people to stop intellectual masturbation. I want people to stop engaging with folks for intellectual dominance. That shit is pointless. It's pointless. Like we got better shit to worry about. I want people to keep sharing their stories. I was really proud of everybody that shared the story about their abuse and how they survived that. 
You're not a victim. You're a survivor, baby. There are a lot of them that share it privately. Just because you didn't share it publicly doesn't make you any less of a survivor. It just means that you're not comfortable speaking about it right now. And that's okay. But because of y'all speaking up, y'all added credence to what was being said about financial abuse. We have inspirational case studies of people sharing their experience. Showing the different dimensions of how financial abuse can transcend gender and romantic context. But because we want to question shit first and because we want to we want to go off and try to invalidate and discredit, we don't even look at it from that lens. We look at it very individualistic and very, um, very singular. And that's not fair. So I challenge everybody to look at the bigger picture with some of the things you consume, whether it's my post or not. There's always an overarching theme. There's different ways to look at stuff outside of our own lens and experience. Our lens and experience may work for us. It will more than likely never work 100% for anybody else. It's unfortunate. Now, I'm pretty sure some of y'all might be like, well, Maria, you claim you do this and the other. Why don't you just teach? I'm not teaching shit for free. I have 281 podcast episodes that are free over the last five and a half years. I have done countless, countless posts on the internet free. I'm not teaching nobody how not to be an abuser for free. That's too much of an energetic exchange. The same way I'm not teaching no racists how to be anti-racist. That's too much motherfucking labor for free. You have to pay me for that. And you have to pay my professional rate, not the homegirl rate. You have to really come off of some shit for me to pay to, to, to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sit here and, and take on the mental challenge of wanting to change someone's deeply rooted beliefs. They don't want to fucking change them. No, I'm not going to do that. I got better shit to do. So with that being said, the inner peace posse for text and email list is only open to them at this time. The inner peace posse community and membership is going to be really, really dope. It launches tonight and I'm excited. I'm so excited. So if you have not signed up for the email and text list, you might want to do so, boo friend. Text the word podcast to 81493 or click the link in my show notes to sign up for the text or the email list. I'm vibe checking in this mug. We got guidelines in the community and we vibe checking. It's not open to everybody. It isn't. I want to make sure that those that are in the community are there because they want to be there and they want to be active and they want to be um, a person that wants to be better than the day before and don't want to be messy. I'm really, I'm really vibe checking. I'm not playing. And the good news is the email and the text list will get a founder's rates that nobody else will ever pay. Ever. I was very intentional. And I've been talking about the email and the text list for years. So if you want to stay tapped out, that's fine. But what I will do is I'm going to start separating pricing for members and non-members. Because I realized that the ones that let me tap in with them off mic, off app, they're a bit more engaged and I want to serve them first and foremost. Everybody else is kind of on the fence. That's cool, but that's not my primary audience I need to focus on. 
my primary audience, again, is those that are engaged and are really tapped in and active with what I do. And I want to make sure that anything I do with Spiritual Homegirl is focused on them. Everyone talks about these demographics. Who's your target audience? People that's aligned. People that's tapped in. That's who I want to build shit for. I don't want to build shit for a general population. I just don't. Um, because I don't know what that general population is even even um, tapped in like that. Why would I want to build some shit for somebody that's on the fence? No, if you sure, that's what I'm building for. So that's how that's where I stand on that. But again, don't forget text podcast P O D C A S T to eight one four nine three and join the Texas Boo friend. Please do not let people gaslight you online. Please be very conserving with your energy. Please use your mute block and report buttons. As you see fits, okay? Please do your research on topics before speaking on them. Please do your research on financial and other forms of abuse before invalidating abuse. Please do not fall for the trap that has been led by COINTELPRO or God knows who else that puts men and women, especially black men and women, against each other because we can only survive united. So with that being said, y'all, I will uh, get off of here. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and watch for the traps. Love y'all. Peace.